Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. Welcome to The Parents Show on Radio Varlam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia Elcourie. And I'm Cathy Weston. Now, barely a day goes past in the news without us reading something about mental health of children and teens. And there's a really good reason for that. Research shows, recent research indeed, shows that there's been an explosion of mental health, mental health issues in children and teens. And we've two excellent guests on the show this evening to talk to us about this subject. First up, we're going to be speaking to a young lady and a local student, student Sans Akhtar, who is um, an outspoken vlogger and blogger and is really passionate about improving mental health provision in schools and young mental health in general. So we're really looking forward to talking to Sans in just a few minutes about her experience. And later on, we'll be speaking to Joe Marr from Vista St Albans about what services they're providing, what Joe thinks about current mental health provision in, in schools in St Albans and about the situation in general. So um, let's start off by talking to Sans. Welcome to The Parents Show. Hi, thank you for having me here. It's our pleasure, our pleasure. So we're going to put up all your vlog and blog okay. links on the uh, on our Facebook pages are going along. But um, tell us why you took up the cause of mental health in children and teens. Well, I started started up my blog in January 2016 as a way of expressing myself because in the last two years I lost interest in things that I used to be interested in. Um, January 2015 I was diagnosed with severe depression and in the last two years I've been battling with depression and I've gone through a lot and learnt a lot throughout my journey. Um, I've learnt a lot about mental health and I've realised that the topic is too important to ignore which is why I started blogging about it and also I started up a YouTube channel in July this summer. Um, so February 2015 16 of this year I opened up about my mental health on Time to Talk Day um, from the Time to Change charity and I also did an assembly at my school in front of 200 students open up, opening up about my experience and um, how I struggled with self-harm and suicidal thoughts um, in 2015 I was referred to CAMS and I I attained therapy there for two years and recently I was um, I was referred to Youth Talk which I'm still going to currently for counselling um, and my blog allowed me to bring find myself again I suppose um, because I've always had a passion for beauty and fashion and that was a way of me expressing myself in a good way and doing things I love to do so yeah so you took the me medium of blogging and vlogging yeah. to to reach out to people on what you've experienced and yeah can I just say straight off that it's fantastic and amazing and so brave of you to come you. and speak so openly first of all in front of 200 of your peers what yeah. was that like it was really, like, I was so anxious. I was really anxious and mental health is such a big topic and it can be really sensitive. So, um, and I've 
always not been a very confident person and through my blog and YouTube I definitely can say that I've gained confidence and having to say my mental health journey in front of those 200 people was quite scary but I'm so glad I did it it was definitely worth it tell yeah. us what age you were when you did that I was 15, 15. so I'm 16 now but yeah I was 15 and um, how did you feel when you had it done I mean was the reaction positive immediately did it get more positive how, how did it evolve um well actually that night I received quite a lot of messages um and majority of them were positive I had peers saying that they were glad I spoke out because finally they weren't ashamed to say that they were suffering too and to see someone else be honest and be so open about it can really help other people and I've noticed that and seeing that positive change and difference I felt like if I can do more what more of a difference can it make sort of thing and it was really fantastic of the school to give you that platform to stand yeah, up in an assembly in front of 200 people definitely. that must be quite it's it's also risky for the yeah, school to, yeah. to kind of make sure that you know yeah you're okay yeah. doing that and Sans how did the teachers respond to you doing it um my teachers were very supportive um throughout my whole experience my teachers and the rest of the school I think my school is very supportive when it comes to mental health and well-being and they do take into consideration your well-being and mental health and it's nice nice to know that they care and they want the best for you and you can really because my support network at school is amazing which is one of the reasons I stayed on for sick form because I knew every single teacher was there for me and if you ever needed anything they were there to talk to mm. so yeah mm. and did, what was the can you remember like some of the most significant messages that you got did, was anyone else in the audience feeling the way you did I was really surprised actually um, because before I knew that mental health was quite common but and I know that is getting more common but after I did that assembly I didn't quite realize actually how many people suffer from mental people I knew that I've been like seeing every single day for five years I never realized that they must have gone through something so it was quite shocking but in a good way I suppose because to know that I'm not alone and there are loads of other people out there that are feeling the same and you just don't notice it and did you feel when you started the blog and yeah. you were writing about these things yeah that's also putting yourself out there yeah isn't it? especially online yeah um, at first, I was quite scared because I always thought I would get targeted, especially because I used to think that I was weak to be having a mental illness and putting myself out there, I always thought that it was easier for people to target me and hate on me. And I did get that. I did. But majority of the people did support me yeah um so you so. also find a lot of resilience against those yeah. kind of nasty trolls yeah. aren't they called that? Yeah. yeah so it's just a sort of way of life now that yeah. if you're in public life exactly, <laughs> in some capacity. exactly yeah. yeah exactly and i think like i said i never really had the confidence to speak out in person to people and i found that the blog was a way of me expressing everything that i wanted to say 
in that platform in that way yeah and how did your family feel about you doing it well my blog started off as more beauty and fashion related right. so um mental health didn't come into it until time to talk day came about and i was like you know what i it's too important and there's nothing i can lose by it's it's all positive to be honest um and once my parents and my family found out that i i was going to speak up about it it was quite i think i'd say it was quite difficult because coming from the background i'm from my parents never really knew what mental health was and in their childhood if you ever mention mental health it'll be seen as such a negative thing mm-hmm. and that's just the way they've been brought up yeah. and it's amazing how much my parents have been able to understand in the last two years since my diagnosis and i'm like forever grateful for that so you're kind of educating everybody yeah. at once <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i feel like i got my parents to understand that it wasn't a bad thing about opening up it's actually a good thing because so many people are suffering and it's n- there's no point in not doing not saying anything because you're just going to cause more harm i guess and i think keeping quiet is pretty dangerous especially that young people it's happening to young people so common and so often now so yeah and i'd love to tell the listeners a little bit about your journey with cams how was your experience um i was quite scared at first i think at first when i was referred to cams um i did they did tell me that i had to wait quite a few months and then i um it was so evident at school that at school and at home that i needed the support straight away um and i was not going to wait months for that support so um my school had contact with cams and we kind of pushed it a little bit forward within a month i got my first appointment um i find that cams helped me a lot but they did let me down a bit as well in the last two years and especially i know other people uh, people i know who have been let down by cams too and don't get me wrong i've like I was forever grateful for their service and they did help me a lot but I feel like sometimes it's not doing enough for the young people now um do you think it stops too soon is that what you mean or it doesn't is isn't as comprehensive I think for you that's I feel like I could have gone on with cams a little bit longer um but they were so sure to say I was okay about moving on and I also think um the the part of them letting people down especially young people the mental health conference that i went to um they need in hitchin the priory school in october they mentioned that so many young people at, when they've gone to the gp they've been sent away because they're not sick enough and it it disgusts me almost because how can you tell a young person who's might be feeling depressed or whatever it is that they're feeling that it's not enough for them to get help and i just find it a bit sad really so yeah and so you mentioned the mental health conference that you went to tell us more about that well it was in october and around nine of us from my school went and um it was at the priory school in hitchin it was one of it was the first 
conference of its kind in the UK. So there was no other mental health conference in education um, before that, which was so surprising because it's 2016 and this is the first one. Um, but I was really grateful that I was part of it. Um, I vlogged the whole day. It is on YouTube. And um, I also was tweeting during the day. Um, there was, at the Priory School, we had loads of workshops. And there was workshops like yoga, art therapy, um, self-harm awareness, suicide prevention. And teachers went also. I think there was only one primary school there. The rest was secondary school. Um, and we had speakers come in and they were talking to us um, about their own experience and how we can develop awareness of mental health and well-being in schools um, because we felt that schools weren't doing enough. So, yeah, that's... And Sons, do you think there's a role... We've heard a lot in the media, haven't we, about schools not doing enough and, you know... But they're under tremendous pressure as institutions, aren't they? Yeah. What do you think for parents listening... You know, yeah. I think suicide and self harm are really scary words to families. Yeah, and um, would you? How would you like to advise any parents listening, yeah. um, who are you know worried about how to talk to their child yeah. about mental health? How do you start about that conversation? Would you suggest? I think if you there's little things that you can see with your children that I notice in myself after a while. Um, the way they behave and the way they talk to you and the way they carry themselves I think because for me I didn't go out much and I didn't do much of the things that I was inter interested so in. So there was a big shift in your hobbies and interests yeah. and, and a drop in your kind of energy levels yeah, and does definitely. that happen quite quickly? Definitely I think um, it did happen quite quickly um, but my behaviour and I think the way I seemed around people was quite gradual um, because right. I'd say it took me seven to nine months to open up and make a doctor's appointment for my mental health yeah. and it took just the last three months for my family to notice um, which is shows how well it can be hidden at the early stages yeah and especially at your age a lot of parents might yeah. just always just you know yeah, She's a teenager, it's that's a hormone. So a lot of the things are very much thing. easily disguised. That's a lot the of those thing. symptoms. Because um like you can be diagnosed at the age of five and people would not realise. Mm -hmm. Like a five year old can be showing symptoms of a mental illness and you just think they're just being a kid, they're just yeah. they don't know what they're doing. So what about for parents listening who have no idea if their child is happy, well, but you yeah. know, how do you have a conversation? Do you think what should they ask their children as well yeah. as watching for visible signs? Yeah. I think it's about having that relationship with your child as well, being able to talk to them daily about how their day's been and if you have that bond with your child, I guess your child will feel able to talk to you if there was something wrong exactly yes. so i think from when you're very very young having that bond with your parents and being able to trust them with stuff or being able to talk to them about things that you might be uncomfortable about yeah it shouldn't be a problem yeah and also you know 
the the support you've shown that there's social support out there. Yeah. You don't have to be yeah. your friends. Yeah. You've got lots of, you know, Definitely. You're, what you're trying to do is show that there's lots of support yeah. elsewhere. It doesn't have, have to yeah. even be in your friendship circle and all yeah. the organizations you've mentioned and your yeah. own sort of offering. That's the thing. Because I, at first, I was really hesitant to contact any organization because I thought, oh, I don't know them. Yeah. I can't possibly do that yeah. without telling my family or but it takes up a lot of courage especially with me i feel like i could have opened up a lot sooner and i feel like i could have recovered a lot sooner if i did that mm-hmm. um but i think being able to notice yourself changing yeah, yeah. is the biggest thing that's a really good yeah. point isn't it so noticing yourself rather than other people noticing you yeah. and accepting that you have changed and accepting your mental illness. I think everybody, everyone can recognise putting on a brave face. When yeah. Everyone has felt that their their exterior doesn't match the mm. interior. Yeah. But what you're describing is you reached a point where it was no longer possible no. to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there used to be days where I used to go to school and everybody literally used to think I was okay because it was at that point where I could pretend I was okay and people yeah. believed it. But when it gets to that point where people don't believe it and you haven't told anybody mm-hmm. about it, you're a bit stuck and you're like, I don't want to feel like this anymore and you do anything to mm-hmm. not feel like this. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where my point was. I had enough of yeah. keeping it in and just... it just came out but also you seem to be able to recognize that it wasn't part of you it was external yeah. to you something was yeah you know afflicted yeah. on you because I, I remember saying to the first therapist i used to talk to um i described it as i just didn't feel myself anymore mm-hmm. and when i didn't feel myself anymore that was when i was like that i'm not right. me this isn't yeah. right there's yeah. something wrong with me mm. And which sounds very much like a physical illness as well, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is quite an interesting analogy. Yeah. That you did. I think that's a brilliant description and so yeah. useful to people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, also another thing why doctors or GPs, whoever it is, might push away young people is because mental health is something you can't notice as well as you can with physical illnesses. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like. I, used, I saw this thing online once and if I had a broken leg you'd come running to me but if I had a broken mind you wouldn't even know so yeah it's kind of they've run the opposite way yeah but equally I think I think GPs are under so much they know there's an 18 week week waiting list for calms yeah exactly and I mean I think GPs bear a lot of uh, sense of responsibility yeah. and they're not fully equipped to to deal with yeah. I think the amount of people uh, young people that are coming to see them but um, I'm going to upset the schools now by asking you about pressure academic pressure okay. I know schools are in a difficult position because yeah. they don't want to but they have to perform how do you feel about the pressure that's put on children well I feel like the pressure on students at schools um to do well has definitely increased huge amounts I'd say um, because especially now that I feel like education is making things a lot harder uh, at different stages of whether you're in primary school secondary school degree level um, and I also think that it's important that the schools 
realise that how much pressure they're putting on those students because if you're putting that amount of pressure on all of the students, all of the students are going to have are thinking they have to cope with that pressure because everybody else is and if everybody everybody else is coping with that pressure they can't speak out and say i'm not coping because it wouldn't seem normal because mm. everybody everybody else is coping with that pressure that people are putting on them so they have to deal with it as well but really not everyone has the same mental states like nobody is the same in the way they deal with things so i feel like it's hard for students to speak out and say this pressure is too much for me but they feel like they have to deal with it on their own which they don't at all um, and I feel like this, the school schools might not know that the pressure is too much for the students so if they were to know like I have no doubt they, they obviously would hopefully they would help the students but um, I think they, the, the students will, will seem like they're being a weakness amongst all the other students and they're not being strong enough like all the other students are getting on with all the pressure that they've been given. And tell us a little bit about the Harmony Club that's coming up in your school. Well, the Harmony Club is being relaunched. Um, it used to be called Here For You at my school. So it's being relaunched on after Christmas and um, it involves drama, um, drama clubs and art therapy, uh, which is um, a session that I'll be taking, I'll, leading, I'll be leading. Um, I want to go into art therapy in the future and um, I've named the art therapy Mindfulness Art. So every three weeks um, I'd run a session for the younger students in my school and they'd be able to express themselves through art, whether it's Play-Doh, drawings, storyboards, and um, hopefully it's quite popular. And because I know, for me especially, I found it really hard to talk at first, which is why um, I started to draw um, a lot more. I do art A-level right now, um, and a couple of years ago, when I couldn't speak out to people, I used to draw my emotions and people would not be able to understand when I'm trying to talk to them. But if they saw my art, they were like, okay, I know what you mean. I know what's going on in your head because people take it, interpret it in such a different way. And I feel like the drawings and the art I make are so powerful to me. And so it's personal, but people could relate to that personal. And it reminds me very much a few weeks ago we had an, a very similar age people on the show talking yeah. about her writing about mental health. Yeah. So all of you are just like a natural expression, a yeah. communication of, of pain, isn't it? And yeah. there's lots of ways to express yeah. that which you're yeah. describing. And uh, we've a fantastic example of what exactly Sans is talking about and we're going to pop it on our Facebook page of painting that you did this yeah. year. Was it this year? Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago for my mock exam. Fantastic. Yeah. did Great. a mental art mental health art piece yeah great we're going to take a little break now and come straight back with sans and then we'll be talking to joe marr from vista (laughs) 
Welcome back to The Parents Show on Radio Verlum 92.6 FM. Tonight we're talking about mental health in schools and we've had uh, the great pleasure of listening to Sands, who's an um, outspoken vlogger and blogger and passionate about improving mental health in schools. She's a young uh, student in a St Albans school and um, we've had so many fantastic thoughts from her. We're going to move on now to Joe Marr from Vista and come back to Sands um, to hear her a little bit more about her experience. Now, Joe, you're from Vista St Albans. If anybody's living under a stone and doesn't know what Vista is, <laughs> can you explain to them what it is? <laughs> Hi, Lydia. Um, yes, Vista runs services for all 49 schools in St Albans. Um, there are approximately 19,000 pupils in our primary, special and secondary schools. We really focus on parent support and we work with children and young people who need multi-agency support as well. So we run emotional wellbeing courses and programmes, um, mentoring and counselling. And that's in school and, and after school. Um, a pupil can be referred to us by the school, by other services, um, and parents can come to us direct as well. I thought I'd bring some statistics, don't want to frighten your listeners, but mental health is a really, really current issue at the moment, and it is important to talk about it from the school aspect as well. So the, these stats are from Young Minds. One in 10 children aged 5 to 16 years suffer from a diagnosable mental health disorder. So that is around three in every class. More than half of all adults with mental health problems were diagnosed in childhood and less than half of those were treated appropriately at the time. Nearly 80,000 children and young people suffer from severe depression. We've just listened to Sands and how, it, how big that issue is. And over 8,000 of these are under 10. 72% of children in care have behavioural and emotional problems. These are some of the most vulnerable people in our society, so a huge worry. Um, and the number of young people aged 15 to 16 with depression nearly doubled between the 80s and the two, uh, 2000s. So yes, mental health is growing and growing in concern as well. And Joe, um, what's your own feeling about, you know, it struck me when we were speaking to Sands that actually, you know, because we're talking about these things that our grannies and great grannies and all suffered from but never talked about, yeah. you know, they're being recognised rapidly, in, yeah. you know, more so than they ever have been. But what do you feel are the real causes of, of such a rise? Because it's I, undoubted, isn't it? That yes. It's undoubtedly true that it's... Yeah, it's definitely moving and obviously culture and society changes and the, the the things that young people have to deal with these days is escalating from all different angles. I'm not an expert on the subject um, and I have an opinion and obviously some of some of what I say is probably from the schools and the schools what they're having to deal with but the families that we support and the children that do suffer from mental health issues, I really do think sometimes the services come in too late. Mm -hmm. um, Sands mentioned about CAMS, and yeah, the waiting list for CAMS is too long and the service is not 
good enough, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, there are other services coming to the forefront, which is great, but there's not enough out there really to help these um, young people who really need help immediately, not later on. So I think some of the causes and the families we support definitely school exams and the pressure on homework i actually personally see 10 secondary school students every week and talk um, to them about emotional behavior issues and the testing that is done i mean these students are always undergoing tests and it surprised me you know what another test are you doing this again and it is the pressure is incredible but um that's you know the government is putting that pressure on our mm -hmm. schools absolutely i mean there isn't a teacher in the country who would, no. you know who would who would They're disagree under that pressure. with you but they have to do it yeah i think peer pressure is obviously key as well for some some children who struggle with friendships i mean you know you look back to your own childhood and you think what was really important in your own childhood your f the friends you had mm -hmm. the family and friends the, the people in the street the neighborhood so peer pressure can be huge and be a big cause of the problem trauma um, can lead to severe panic attacks anxieties social media is obviously something that adults possibly but certainly adults of my age don't understand but it's so immediate and, and the, goes hand in hand with cyber bullying do you agree sounds with that Definitely. one yeah yeah and it can cause um a lot of isolation because if you're indoors mm -hmm. all the time mm -hmm. um on your ipad or you know on the internet you're not literally physically out there with friends and really getting some fresh air and seeing the world and the environment um i'm a big believer in get out the house and go and do something active and equally it's a new way of socializing that has its own etiquette and way yeah. of you know you have to use your emojis well you have to communicate your thoughts <laughs> yes. with images it's all yeah. very complicated isn't it and if you have your phone under the duvet as many teenagers do at nine yeah. o'clock at night and somebody texts them something unpleasant well that's going to keep you up all yes. night isn't it yeah. so i think that technology that relationship to technology, the technology is important, and it? there's been an awful lot of research and if we focus on the teenagers um we've some of our staff have done my teen brain training and you know the actual technology the light mm -hmm. and everything that they the teenagers switch it off too late and you're meant to actually relax for an hour before you go to sleep and you know mm -hmm. then the brain is actually not getting enough relaxation um family breakdown is huge um which can cause anxiety particularly with the younger ones the primary school children that we support you know there's a lot of absent dads there's and the worry that is caused and the loss by families breaking up and parents um, separating we work and support a lot of young carers who obviously um, they actually suffer a great deal of mental health when they they're working and supporting somebody with um, illness in the family and you know just generally society and culture there's a fantastic um, report that came out in 2011 called the good childhood inquiry which if you fancy a good read it was um, published by the children's society and it is literally about comparing 50 years ago to life today with the family and the different pressures and yeah i mean it's absolutely huge and escalating
Yeah, I think I think what you're both describing on a positive note is that there are so many other structures that can help us. So rather than just relying on the GP, you know, you're offering a support system for people your age, Sans, mm. and Joe's offering yeah. a whole raft of options for people locally. So I think people need to realise, importantly, yeah. that's a really core message of the show, that there are there's lots of help available. Yeah. You just need to know where to sort of find it. Yeah, I think parent support is key. Vista supports parents and a lot of them do struggle and they do flounder. Um, They do need help with parenting. Behaviour is a product or a result of feelings. So when, you know, your young eight-year-old suddenly starts behaving differently, it is difficult to understand what is underneath, you know, and what is the cause of that. Children and particularly some young people, I think Sam's mentioned about you've got to have a really good bond with your child. Not every child feels they can talk to their mum or dad. So it is important to have someone in school that students and children can talk to. Um, but Joe, have you noticed like a, a rise in, say, pastoral care yeah. in schools? Because now there's things called pastoral managers, which yeah. we definitely didn't have as no. kids. And I think... Well, have you noticed it's great. that it's absolutely yeah. great and even in the primary schools there there are key workers on that pastoral sort of level secondary schools have um counselors in schools employed but the demand is higher than they can offer and so that's why you still need these outside services as well there is counselling in schools which is called Safe Space from uh, offered by Hearts County Council and obviously Vista does offer mentoring and counselling so we do offer a lighter touch which is more of a listening ear and then if counselling is needed then obviously that, that's more therapeutic. I think one of the things we're, we're seeing happen at the moment is that parents will phone me up and say my child needs counselling my child needs counselling and actually sometimes you don't want to dive into a therapy straight away you need just to unpick a bit build a relationship so we've got some fantastic people who who work with one-to-one with pupils um, boys are something I'd like to raise because some of them lack male role models. So we do have a couple of two to three wonderful male mentors who do wonders working with boys who do struggle. We know, I'm not being stereotypical, but they do struggle with talking about their emotions and feelings. And if there isn't a dad in the home, it's even harder for them. So we often think that actually a lighter approach first off but then yes if counselling is needed you do need to act quickly and I don't think Cam's waiting time is it is too long and as Sam said she had to wait nearly four months and even then it finished before she really wanted it to finish so I know they're going through a five-year transformation at the moment and they are going to focus on prevention and that is the key that's what we need is early intervention we need people to be supported to build their resilience to help with their self-esteem so that it doesn't get so bad that's that's what we want and it goes with what sam says recognizing in yourself yeah because that's i think that's for any even for adults that's a great piece of advice and your insight sans is amazing could you tell our listeners what you think about when when parents should be looking out for early signs this is this blew my mind when we were talking on monday 
I think that you can, like I said earlier, you can be diagnosed at the age of five. Um, I know someone who is 21 and she suffers from schizophrenia. She got diagnosed with schizophrenia when she was nine years old. And if you look at a nine-year-old and they show symptoms of schizophrenia, you'd be like, they're just being a child, they're being crazy, if you, if some people call it. But I know some people might say and argue that you'd be jumping to conclusions, but honestly, it's worth looking into because you don't want to say, you don't want to have to regret it afterwards, saying that you left it too late because that friend of mine, she's been suffering for ages and she hasn't had the support from her parents because they simply don't understand. So it is quite sad. That, that it is an eye-opener that that we should be paying attention at primary school. And yeah. Joe, yeah. you'd... Um, yeah. We, um, well, I started our service um, 11 years ago. Vista actually started five years ago. And... Uh, five six years ago we weren't counseling really any primary school uh, pupils at all yes their uh, secondary school were actually offering services like that at the moment we literally counsel and mentor about 128 pupils every week and we've seen 83 primary school pupils this autumn term, which wow. is a huge amount nice. and more coming through the door. And as San says, you know, five, six-year-olds are needing this. They are really, they have high anxieties. They can't cope. Um, they find, they struggle at school. The parents are struggling. So it is a really, really big issue at the moment. I think one of the main worries is that obviously it is a health issue and I work for schools and is it fair for teachers mm -hmm. to actually have to, you know, be aware of and deal with these the health issues as well. Sometimes there are cues outside the door. The school nurses aren't physically in a school anymore. So it is quite a teacher trains to teach and a school is a place of education at the end of the day and more and more health is is interfering if you like with a child's education i think it's important as well what you said about you know schizophrenia it's important to differentiate isn't it between mental illness yes. and mental ill health yeah. so any sign of your child being anxious it doesn't mean they're going to have a mental health yeah. disorder yeah but it means that there's something there that needs to be nipped in the bud and looked yeah. at and explored yeah. so there's a huge spectrum isn't yeah. there yeah because i feel like everybody has mental health no one is perfect like everyone has their ups and downs some people are in low mood sometimes which is normal isn't which it? is normal yeah um i was just thinking about what joe said about um parents at the mental health conference i met um the self-harm uk organization who help parents um cope with their children with mental illnesses and i currently work with them and i i've so far two of my blog posts have been published on their website um i've been working for them for a few months now uh, my first blog post for them was called finding myself and that's how i the what i mentioned about um, how I f felt like I wasn't myself anymore. And then my second one was um, called Self-Harm is Real. And that was about how I got targeted um, 
saying that I was self harming for like for attention, attention. Mm-hmm. and I was I've been called a, a, an attention seeker for how many times I don't know, but it's it's quite horrible. Like at, at the moment, I'm um, currently working on a blog post about the glamorization of mental health, and um, I mentioned before how there used to be companies out there selling and promoting mental health in a way that it shouldn't be at all. Mm. There was there was t-shirts by, I um, can't remember what shop it was now, but promoting eating disorders and there were words and just, I can't remember on the top of my head, but it, it was disgusting. Like the way people were promoting mental health, like, oh my God, you should have it. It's kind of like, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because so many celebrities have come out and said almost all of them, Adele yeah. this year, that they've had depression, anxiety, all these things. But you know, <coughs> in some ways it's helped, but in some ways it hasn't helped because it just becomes too normalised, doesn't it? That's thing. And you know, it's still the exception to feel as low as that. Yeah. So it's quite interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it becomes it comes fashionable amongst yeah. the yeah. celebrities to yeah. say they have to say That's they've the had something. Yeah. Yeah, a, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's fashionable, and the comedians often mm, suffer from depression. Yeah. Yeah. And every celebrity but, you can think you know, of. Bulimia, bulimia and yeah. various conditions and stuff and yet one of the other main causes of our, our uh-huh. young people is the self-image and yeah, the worry definitely. about you have to to be successful you have to be thin and um, mm-hmm. beautiful you yeah. know and, and then sort of expose your body yes. in as many ways as you possibly yeah. can online yeah, yeah. yeah. i yeah. feel like um, thing. that affected me quite a lot actually mm. in the first six months of since my diagnosis um i used to think oh i had to look a certain way and i let media representation or celebrities or even my peers other people around me make me think that i had to look a certain way and i don't know whether that was just me assuming it but um there was a point where I kind of restricted myself from food and it was a way of self-harm I suppose because I knew I needed food but I didn't I didn't allow myself to eat because I felt like there was a point where I restricted myself one meal a day because I felt like that's more than enough and it almost came normal to me and I I kind of disliked food afterwards mm-hmm. it's like I didn't want to eat because I didn't like food anymore. I felt like it wasn't a necessity. A necessity. Yeah. So but again, you were recognizing that that's yeah, not exactly feel right. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, we've um, we've posted on our Facebook page. So if anybody's listening to this as a podcast, please go to the Facebook page, the Parent Show Facebook page. You'll see links for your lovely art sounds and all the links to your youtube channel thank you and your blog yeah. and um t- and tell us a little bit so your youtube channel is up and running how yeah. often do you post well recently i haven't been as active because of school mocks and stuff like that but i used to post every sunday um from january and i think i've got about 10 videos up um a few of them are vlogs of um, in August I went to a bloggers festival that I got invited to and uh, I was able to network with lots of people there um, I did the vlog about the mental health conference um, and currently I'm planning my filming about my mental health story in a video form 
um, just sitting down and like, talking through um, mental health and what I've been through. Um, so I I hope to keep it going. Um, I do have a passion for inspiring people, I guess, if you can say. Um, I, w I want to be that person that people can look up to when I wasn't able to look up to someone like who had gone through all of that and I want people to be able to say she's gone through all of this and she's still here yeah sort of thing she's a role model for us <laughs> yeah. and do you have like an idea of what you're going to be doing after school or um like I said I want to go into art therapy mm -hmm. um I quite like art and I like the idea of helping people um, I feel like my blog and YouTube is something that I like to keep as a hobby. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, if like I do hope for it to get grow, and if it was to grow enough, I'd be happy to take it on full time, sort of thing. But um, I want to go into art therapy. I've been thinking about art and psychology at degree level, um, and maybe masters in art psychotherapy. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think we'll put bets on that you'll probably get there, Sans. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think Sarah. that would be amazing if you could do that. And the the, the demand is there, definitely. Yeah. And Joe, can we just come back to you to just have a run-through of the services, um, that the solutions that you have for yeah. parents? Because you have a great list of things, and I think it would be brilliant to share them. Yeah. I do think parents are a very key part of this and if parents are struggling they do need to seek help themselves. Sometimes, unfortunately, some parents don't realise that it's their anxieties that are being transferred onto the child. Um, Hertfordshire have a new strategy which is called the Families First Early Help Strategy and that is all about early intervention and prevention. We obviously offer emotional well-being and counselling support in schools, as I think I mentioned before about safe space. There's some lovely strategies being taken up by schools, like pr protective behaviours or families feeling safe. The Pen Resilience Programme in primary schools mainly, but also secondary schools, nurture. There are nurture areas being set up in schools, which are fantastic. Hearts Young Homeless offer mediation between parents and teenagers. Youth Talk, which Sans has been to, and she, you value that. Um, the As One Wellbeing Service, which is fantastic as well. There's an online counselling service called Couth, because not every young person wants to speak to a counsellor face to face it's a, a great online service which is commissioned by hearts um county council and young minds um i mean my key message is you need to talk to somebody there's always somebody you can find to talk to um it doesn't have to be your mum or dad but someone in school or neighbor auntie grand grandma granddad and equally it there's Childline, isn't there? Yeah. That yeah. people can always yeah. access. You must find somebody to talk to. So CAMS is not the be-all and end-all. If you get a, uh, an answer like Sans of you've got to wait four months, you're saying don't wait four months, get talking. I think I think so, yes. It is difficult if you're told to wait four months. It's you know, it, you, you, can't, you can't wait. I think the GPs know that and the GPs are also um, supporting a lot of these other services. Mm. 
And is there great awareness about these services? And is there any cost, actually, very importantly, attached to any particular ones? Some are and some are not. Um, but I would say they're affordable if if you can access that. Um, but again, the schools are funding a lot of these services. And... Um, Yeah, the first port of call could be your school. If you really don't know where to go, ask for help. Um, Every school, as I say, belongs to Vista St Albans. So there's a school family worker dedicated to each school um, that is there to support the families and will find and signpost, you, you know, parents to the right place fantastic i mean that's that's wonderful and and did you know sans that so much existed out there no no i did not i didn't i felt like i didn't know much about mental health at all when i was feeling the way i was before my diagnosis i didn't realize there was so much out there i felt like it was the doctors and my my family that's it really um and it I think it would have helped mass- massively because, um, like you mentioned, Couth, I know mm. um, someone who does use Couth use and it is helping. So um, it's it's important that people know how, how much help there is out there and there's not, it's not limited. And it's completely d- all different types of help. Yeah. It can be yeah. speak to a peer, yeah. you can have your parents speak to someone. Yeah. There's help for everybody, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. either, you know, you can signpost people, Joe, to yeah. so many different services. Yeah. So we should probably flag up how people can get in touch with you. Yeah. It's odd the facebook page already oh, you've got a brand new website haven't you yes oh, <laughs> perfect, perfect opportunity <laughs> for us to flag it up yeah. so it's on our facebook page and sans you've had your first like for your amazing painting <laughs> so first of many i'm sure <laughs> I, i'm sure it is so great we've come to the end of the show um sans thank you very much for thank joining you. us on the pair show joe thanks a million as always thank you we need thank to get you, you on more regularly um thanks very much if anybody's listening you can uh, if you're listening to us live you can listen to a podcast on the parents show itunes account anytime you can subscribe to our account and very importantly if there are any subjects that you as a parent want us to be touching on or if you'd like to come on to the show about a particular subject uh, send us an email to parentshow at radioverulam.com and we'd uh, we'd love to hear from you so thank you very much for listening to the parent show i'm lydia Curry and i'm kathy wesson Neves solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves solicitors, your complete legal solution.